Good morning, good morning. We welcome you to the Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church located just outside of Garysburg in beautiful Northampton County, North Carolina. Our motto here at Roanoke Salem is the end of your search for a friendly church. And we do our very, very best to live up to that. I want to, uh, first of all, thank the Lord Jesus Christ for the blessing of a new day and certainly want to always try to remember to thank the Lord for Miss um, April Allen and Mr. Derek Buffalo and, and Miss Jasmine Smith and our musicians who you see behind us uh, who are so faithful about being here and uh, making sure that we can get the word of God forward and also get inspiring music uh, that will uplift your souls and encourage you in the word. Certainly thank you to Deacon Woodrow Hardy, Sonny we call him, for being with us here on today. Um, I want us to remember that at all times and in all situations, God is still in control. He's sitting on the throne and he is not at all worried or scared or in depression about what's going on because he has a plan. We have to trust him. This is the day that the Lord Jesus Christ has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. Our mission here, the mission statement of Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church is uh, go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We're going to now have an opening selection. Um, you see Brother Ricky Majed and um, Brother Steve and Brother Elijah and Brother Marvin, they're back there and they're going to give us an opening selection and we will continue with the service. You woke me up this morning, started me on my way. You gave me strength to make it, to make it through another day. You gave me eyes to see, you gave me a tongue to talk. I want to thank you, Jesus, for giving me the less to walk. And you keep on blessing me, you keep on blessing me over and over again. One more thing, I can move around. I can wave my hand. I can wave my hand when you speak to me, Jesus. I can understand. Cause I got a home to live in. Where I can lay my head. You know I could have been sleeping in my grave. But you kept me alive instead. You keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over, over and over again. You keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over, over and over again. Lord, you keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over, over and over again. Keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over and over again. And I want to thank you, Jesus, 
Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. So many times you opened doors for me. If it had not been for you, I would be standing here today. Cause you made a way for me. You made a way for me. You do it over, over, and over, and over, and over, and over. Oh, you keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Keep on blessing me. Over and over again. Keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over and over again. Lord, you keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over and over again. Keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over and over again. I got a tongue to talk. I got legs to walk. I got legs to walk. I got eyes to see. I got eyes to see. I got some food to eat. I got some food to eat. Cause you keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Early this morning. Keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me. Over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Over and over and over and over again. Amen. We thank the Lord for that stirring song and the truth is he does keep on blessing us over and over again as i said earlier in spite of everything that we're going through right now and all of us all of us are going through a lot you just keep trusting the lord jesus keep praying keep fasting keep praying for other people knowing that god has not left us nor has he forsaken us he sees everything that's going on he knew it was going to happen before it happened he has a plan and a solution what we're obligated to do is to keep our faith in him no matter what and then continue to do our best to be the light and salt of the world to live a life in front of the world that pleases god and that attracts people to jesus christ it's not always easy church family and those who are not members of wrong sin but i promise you if you want the lord to help you he will want to just quickly um Remind everyone that you still have time. I do believe I'm correct that you still have time uh, to complete your census because the deadline was extended. So if you have not, go to uh, 2020 census, my2020census.com. You can go online and just Google that. Uh, for people who are, want to, you can go to any of the Roanoke-Salem platforms. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a RS mbc.com page if you go to either one of those two they're two separate platforms uh, you will find any information and all the information you need uh, to a link to do to complete the census online and also a, a 800 number that you can call uh, to complete the census over the phone so please do that um, early voting will begin uh, in our local area in Northampton County it's already begun in some other 
uh, localities and places across the state and across the nation, and we, and we know that. But in Northampton County, uh, early voting begins on October the 15th, and it will end on uh, October the 31st. So you can vote Monday through Saturday from October the 15th all the way through October the 31st. And we encourage you to do so. Um, the time to register to vote has passed, but I pray and I'm confident that the majority, the great majority of people who wanted to be registered to vote did in fact do so. So now if you haven't voted absentee ballot or you're not voting by mail, then uh, you don't have to wait till November the 3rd because between October the 15th and October the 31st, you can go and vote early. The last thing I want to say is that I want to thank uh, the Roanoke-Salem Church family and those of you who are not members of Roanoke-Salem, so many of you who are not members of this church family, you have given to us generously, and so we encourage you to continue to do so. Again, you can go to our um, rsmbc.com page, and you will see uh, a, a tab called Giving, and uh, you, you click there, and then it'll, give, it'll open up, and you can see where you can give and how much you want to give and all that. So please take advantage of that. If you are in our local area, anywhere in Northampton, Halifax, the, the community, particularly Northampton and Halifax, as we're right next door to each other, and you want to give, uh, please, you can always come by the church uh, Monday, Wednesday, or Friday between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., uh, and Miss Jean Sykes will be more than happy uh, to receive whatever it is that you are giving. But please continue to support the work of the Lord through giving, whether it be online or whether you mail it in. Uh, I think our address is P.O. PO Drawer Z, P.O. Drawer Z, Garrysburg, North Carolina. What's the zip code for Garrysburg, somebody? 27831. P.O. Drawer Z, Garrysburg, North Carolina, 27831. So please take advantage of those opportunities. I'm going to ask now that our musicians give us the sermonic selection, and then uh, we will hear the word for this morning. He won't 
let you down and I know he's mine forever all in my heart we got to walk on Walk on through temptation Cause His love And His wisdom Will be our helping hand I know the truth And His words Will be our salvation Lift up our hearts to be thankful and glad. Cause Jesus is love. He won't let you down. I know. all mine deep down in my soul Jesus is love he won't let you down and I know Forever, all in my heart, 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 deep in my heart. I know, I know, love is a power. His love is glory forever and ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to follow your star wherever you lead me. I don't mind, Lord. I hope you don't mind I want to walk with you I want to talk with you Do all the things That you want me to do Cause I know that Jesus Jesus is love I know And if you ask me I'll show Love is the word Forever and ever and ever. Who can pick you up, Jesus? Who can bring you joy, Jesus? Who can turn your life around, Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who will pick you up? 
Jesus, when you fall, Jesus, who will stand beside you, who will love us all, nobody but Jesus, nobody but Jesus, nobody but Jesus, one more thing I want to say, who can heal your body, who can make you strong, who can help you hold out, just a little longer, nobody but Jesus, nobody but Jesus, oh, come on brother Ricky, pray for me one time. Jesus is love. Amen. Amen. To God be all the glory. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are love. You are peace. You are wisdom. You're gracious and forgiving. You're our protector and our provider. Most of all, you are our dear Lord and Savior. Thank you now for this preaching opportunity. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll use me as you will and that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Wherever you are this morning, I hope that your soul is on fire I hope that you are rejoicing. I hope you're clapping. I hope you're crying. But tears of joy after having your soul stirred up uh, by this great group of musicians. And I'm just going to give them a hand clap of praise myself right here in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Today's um, message is a continuation of a sermon series that I'm preaching through the first three Sundays of this month, as the Lord allows. Here we are, the, the second Sunday in the month of October. This, this month is just going by at light speed, but be that as it may. Uh, I started a sermon series on first Sunday called Divine Decisions. Divine Decisions. Uh, the sermon series is based on 2 Chronicles uh, chapter, 14, chapter 7, verse 14. Um, and today I'm going to continue that sermon series, uh, this message this morning. Our scripture text for this morning is uh, Psalm 146, the 146th division of the psalm, and we're going to look at all 10 verses. This is what it says uh, from the New International Version. Verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. 
I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Verse 3. Do not put your trust in princes. Say that again, verse 3. Do not put your trust in princes. Don't put your trust in human beings who cannot save. Verse 4. When their spirits depart, that means when they die, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. So whatever this person was thinking and planning and expecting to do on the day that they die, it's all over. Verse five, blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. Verse seven, he, the Lord, he upholds the cause of the oppressed and he gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves righteous. He loves the righteous. Verse nine, the Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. Let me say that one more time. This is the last part of verse nine. The Lord frustrates the ways of the wicked. And then verse 10 simply says, the Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations, praise the Lord. Just for a few minutes, I'd like for us to reason together uh, from this thought Trust the Lord, not the leader. Trust the Lord, not the leader. This, as I've already said, is the second sermon in a series that I have named Divine Decisions. The series is based on 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. I believe 2 Chronicles 7, 14 applies to us, the body of Christ, applies to Christians today just as much as it did when it, when it was spoken by Ezra to the Jews back in the day. I think the same words that Ezra spoke, they were God's words spoken by Ezra the prophet. I think they apply just as much to those of us who are Christians today as they did to the Jews back in the day when they were first said. Y'all know 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, if God's people, talking about Christians, if we'll humble ourselves and, and if we'll pray and if we'll seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then it says God will hear our prayers. He will forgive our sins and God will forgive our land. I think most Christians agree. We need God to heal this nation. We need it to be healed spiritually we need to be healed emotionally, we need to be healed physically, and we need to be healed financially. Amen. The United States of America is once again in a time of historic turmoil, and I believe God is holding many Christians as much to blame as others for our current problems. Let me say that again. I believe the Lord God is holding many of us Christians 
as much to blame as he's holding others who are unsaved for our current problems. My first sermon in this series was called The Truth Matters to God. It was from uh, the foundational verse was St. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. The truth matters to God. And, and in that sermon, I said, this nation could be on the verge of an implosion because even with all the undeniable evidence before us, some Christians still refuse to tell the truth about the realities of many things, including COVID-19. Over 213,000 dead Americans and still counting. They refuse to tell the truth about a failing economy. Yes, the economy is beginning to recover, and that's a wonderful thing, but we still have uh, almost 12 million people out of work and people still filing first-time unemployment claims uh, by the tens of thousands weekly. Some Christians still refuse to tell the truth about the continuing legacy of systemic racism and social injustice. Amen. Some Christians won't even acknowledge the fact that Breonna Taylor, an innocent black female first responder who was killed in her home by police and nobody has been held accountable, some Christians continue to fail to tell the truth about the fact that that is wrong. It's wrong that this woman was killed in her home, doing nothing, minding her own business, not breaking any laws, and the folks that killed her are not being held responsible. That's wrong, and some Christians won't even acknowledge that. It seems to me that in election year 2020, too many Christians have more confidence in reelecting the current president than they have confidence in trusting in the Lord. Amen now. I'm telling the truth. How do I know I'm telling the truth? Because some of my brothers and sisters in Christ are strongly suggesting, even now, they're strongly suggesting that if our current president is not re-elected, the America is doomed to fail. Amen. So, and y'all know I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I, I hear you, and you all hear it, and the unsafe folks hear them too. You're saying that if we don't re-elect this current president, America is going to fail. But let me be very clear. Any Christian who believes that that's true, you are in sin. And the reason why you're in sin is because you are denying the the sovereignty of Jehovah God. If you believe that if this current president does not get reelected, somehow America's gonna fail, our Christian, uh, our Christian liberties are gonna be taken away, and all these things that I hear some of you all saying, if you believe that, you are in sin. Why? Because you are denying the power, the authority, the sovereignty of Jehovah God. According to Psalm 146, Christians must always trust the Lord. We should never have complete trust or confidence in any human being. Let me be very clear related to this election. It does not matter if the person's last name is Trump or Biden or Pence or Harris. Jesus Christ is the only person Christians should completely trust. Amen. Doesn't matter who ends up in the White House. 
Every Christian's faith and confidence should be in the Lord Jesus Christ and not in the man or the woman who sits in the Oval Office. Let me repeat what I said in the first sermon. In this election, Christians should not allow our pastors, including me, our TV preachers, or Christian celebrities to tell us who to vote for. Amen. Now, it's okay for you to listen to other people's opinions. I'm not saying don't listen. But at the end of the day, you should vote your own Christian conscience. Because we can trust the Lord to exercise his divine authority no matter who is in the White House. Amen. It's, it's disheartening and it's disingenuous to hear Christians say on the one hand, oh, God is using this person and no matter they're not saved and no matter what kind of sin they've had in their life in the past, they're in the White House now and God can use him or her as using that person to do his will. So if God could use that person, why couldn't they use the person you don't want to vote for? Amen now. If God can use the person you support, why couldn't God use the person you don't support if they end up in the White House? Amen. From the New King James Version, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1 says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and like the rivers of water, the Lord turns it wherever he wishes. Amen. Doesn't matter who's in the White House. The Lord is still in control. And he can and will do whatever he wants to do with whoever's in the White House. We've got to trust the Lord and not the leader. Let's look at Psalm 146 in its entirety. Verses 1 and 2. The psalmist tells us that uh, the, he will give praise and sing praise to the Lord all his life. That should be all of our testimony. If you're a Christian and you are at least 18 years old, I believe the Lord has already blessed and helped you so much that you ought to be able to wake up and praise God every day. If you just wake up, you ought to be able to say, thank you, Lord. Amen. He woke us up this morning. He started us on our way. He put food on our table. He gave us the clothes to wear in the cars and the resources and the job or the retirement. The Lord has done all that. He's healed our bodies. He's protected us from danger seen and unseen. The Lord has done all that. Your leader in Washington, D.C. hadn't done none of that. Your stimulus check has not been continuous. That's just been a, re that's been a, a resource. But the Lord Jehovah God is your source. And that's as true for unsaved people as it is for saved people. Amen. After giving the Lord the praise he deserves, the psalmist continued on now, verse 1 and 2. The psalmist clearly tells us in verse 3 that we should not put our trust in princes. That word princes in this psalm represents any government or military leader. We are not to Christians. We are not to put our trust in any government or military leader. And we should not trust mortal men. Mortal men just simply means any human being. We don't put our ultimate, our final trust and confidence in any human being. Why? Because human beings cannot save. No human being on this earth can save your soul. And no human being can save your life if the Lord doesn't intervene and give the protection that is needed. Human beings can't save souls. We can't save lives unless it's the Lord's will that it happens. Most of us are willing to help each other. 
But sometimes there are some things that we just simply cannot do. Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, with man, this, whatever this is, is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Verse number four, Psalm Psalm 146, verse number four. Jesus tells us that when human beings die, our plans, our strategies, our expectations, they come to an end that very day and our spirits leave our bodies. But according to Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, the Lord is both Alpha and Omega. He is the first and the last. The Lord has no beginning and the Lord has no end. Sisters and brothers in Christ, I say again, trust the Lord, not the leader. I I carefully listen to how some Christians heap praise on some of our national leaders and, and some of us treat ungodly leaders like they are idols or like they are demigods. But I can clearly uh, remember how in just not so many years ago, last 25, 30 years, Christians would hold politicians or elected or appointed leaders to a higher standard of integrity and ethical behavior than unsaved people. Unsaved people really have not really cared as much about what anybody does, basically as long as they do what, what they want them to do, right? But we used to be the ones. We used to claim that we had the 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 moral consciousness of the nation. In fact, some of us even got kind of snitty and started a group called the Moral Majority a few years ago. You know, we said that we're the ones who are looking out for the good of the nation. So it wasn't so long, and I didn't always agree with the Moral Majority. They could be way out there on the right fringe too, but at least as Christians, we did have some expectation so many years ago that our leaders would have some sense of integrity. Amen. But you know what, y'all? That's not true anymore. Not today. Many Christians just trust and support leaders who have little or no integrity. As long as the leader says, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-Israel, I'm anti-LGBTQ. As long as the leader says any one of those three things, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-Israel, I'm anti-LGBTQ. Some of us would just flock to them and just tell everybody, every Christian, you got to support this man, you got to support this woman. But Christian character used to matter, and and I'm going to preach about that very soon too. In 2020, many Christians don't care if a leader is a habitual liar. Many of us don't care if a leader is full of false pride If a leader is habitually engaged in immoral or illegal or unethical activities, some of us don't care if a leader habitually uses words that the Bible says are filthy or foolish or crude or profane. Some of us don't care if a leader or leaders uh, are guilty of shedding innocent blood. Let me go back to where I was earlier. 213,000 Americans died of COVID-19 and all the experts, not only in America, around the world agree that it did not have to be that way. And especially in this country, it did not have to be that so many people would lose their lives. But a failure in leadership to be truthful has in fact led to the death of some people. 
It, it may not be popular, but, but you can't get around it. It is the truth. Amen. Not only do some Christians don't care what the leaders do, they encourage other people to support leaders who have no integrity as well. And then we try to justify supporting wicked leaders by saying such things as, well, you know, they don't always hit the mark, but none of us do. Well, it's like I said, my first sermon, it's one thing to not always hit the mark. The Bible says we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But it's another thing to have no intention of even trying to hit the target. Amen. Now you think about that. But I hope that before Christians cast our votes, and some of you probably have already voted, but if you have not, I hope before you cast your vote, you will put your political preferences aside and ask yourself, which candidate is most pleasing to the Lord? Let's go back to the text and see what the text can help us with that. Beginning with verse number five, the psalmist shares more reasons why we should trust the Lord and not human readers. In verse number five, the psalmist says, the Lord will bless and he will help every person that puts their hope, their trust in him. Verse number six, the psalmist tells us that the Lord is the maker or he is the creator of heaven and earth and everything else. The psalmist writes that the Lord is faithful to us forever. He'll never leave us, nor will he forsake us. And that's why we should trust in him. Our leaders won't always be there for us, and some of us don't, don't, won't be for us any further than what we can do to support them. And as soon as they get our vote or get our support, then they'll turn on us too. Some of them are like that. In verse number seven, the psalmist writes, the Lord upholds the cause of the oppressed. Oppressed are the marginalized people and those who are uh, the victims of any kind of injustice. The Lord feeds the hungry, people who have food insecurities. The Lord sets, up, pr sets prisoners free. Talking about people in jail because of uh, they've been put in jail on false charges or because of corrupt prosecution. Verse number eight says, the Lord gives sight to the blind. He's talking about physical healing or, or, or physical healing with or without medical science. Now, we know that medical science is the reason for a lot of people recovering from COVID-19 and other types of illnesses and diseases and, and, and injuries. But the fact of the matter is the Lord is the one who gave man the knowledge and the resources to create medical science and to continue to uh, to expand and, 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 and innovate new things. So if the Lord wasn't involved, there would be no medical science. Not only that, so, so when somebody is healed through medicine and medical science, the God still deserves the, the praise. Not only that, the Lord can still do miracles. He doesn't need medical science to heal you if he so chooses. So it's still praise and honor to the Lord. The Lord lifts up people who are bowed down. We're talking about uh, the fact that he provides, the Lord provides spiritual and emotional and mental healing and encouragement for people who are depressed. The Lord restores joy to those who are grieving. This is all still in verse number eight. It says, the Lord loves the righteous. Listen to me very carefully on this. No matter what color you are, what race you are, what culture you're from, what religion you, you, you practice, what gender you are, 
Whether you're wealthy, whether you're poor, whether you're highly educated, whether you have no education at all. The Lord Jehovah God loves and he helps every person that submits his or her life to Jesus Christ. It's just that simple. If you are willing to bow the knees and to acknowledge the sovereignty of Jesus as the Lord and Savior of this world, the blessings of Jehovah God are right there for you to take advantage of. You have now qualified, if you will. You are entitled to all the blessings of God, regardless of anything else. Will you submit to Jesus Christ? Verse number nine. The Lord watches over the alien, um, the foreigner, it says in the NIV. I think in the, in the, in the, um, in the uh, King James, it says the alien. But the Lord watches over the alien or the foreigner. That's talking about people who are not uh, from where you are, those who come from out of your country, out of, out of, they're not part of your nationality or your, your country or, or, or your national state. The Lord cares about the parents and the children who flee from one country to another country seeking a better life, even if they are illegal by law. Yes, they may be illegal by law, but the Lord Jehovah God still loves them and he cares about them and he expects us to do the same. The Lord sustains the fatherless and the widow. He uses his saints, you and me, and his resources to take care of orphans and women who are true widows. These are women that don't have families to protect and provide for them. But now at the end of verse number nine, there's a sharp contrast to everything I've said in the first uh, from beginning with verse number three all the way down to verse number nine. At the second part of verse number nine, there's this sharp contrast. This is what it says. It says, um, the Lord frustrates the ways of the wicked. Wicked people will not prosper. Amen. Wicked people won't remain in power and authority forever. Amen. And based on what's happening right now, I believe Sometimes the Lord publicly frustrates wicked leaders. That's just my opinion. But I do know that some of the ways the Lord frustrates the wicked, and this is not my opinion because the Bible tells us. Job chapter 5 verse 12, it says, The Lord thwarts the plans of the crafty. Crafty means wicked. So that their hands achieve no success. Psalm of uh, 37 verse 17 says for the power of the wicked shall be broken but the Lord upholds the righteous Proverbs chapter 12 verse 2 says a good man obtains favor from the Lord but the Lord condemns a crafty a wicked man I leave you with this thought if I vote for a wicked leader that means I trust the leader more than I trust the Lord. I'm reminding every Christian that we must trust the Lord and not the leader. Vote your own Christian conscience because Jesus Christ will still be in control no matter who is in the White House. The reason why he's in control is because he paid the price. Not only to save your soul and my soul, he paid the price to have all power that's why after he was falsely accused in Pilate's judgment hall and he was taken out back and, 
and scourged or scourged. He was beaten so badly that uh, his, his skin flailed away from his back. You could see uh, the, the ribs in his back. He was beaten so badly. After he uh, took a about 300-pound cross up a hill, almost the whole way by himself. After all that, the Lord still, Jesus, he allowed people to take something that looks like this. You know, we say we, they nailed him to the cross. Well, this is what they nailed him with. Something that looks like this, like those railroad stakes that you find on the railroad. This is what they nailed Jesus to the cross with in his arms and in his legs. And he stayed there. He could have gotten down, but he stayed there because he was thinking about all of us. He paid the price not only to save our souls, but to have authority. He let them pierce him in his side and out came his blood and water. And Jesus was not killed by the Romans and the Jews that were against him. Jesus gave up the ghost. He gave up his own life for you and for me. He stayed in a borrowed tomb for three days. And on that third morning, Jesus got up and he had then earned the promise and the reward from his father. He got up with all power given to him. He said so before he went away in Matthew. He said, I have all power given unto me in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And he still has all power today. Trust the Lord and not the leader. Let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you now for the opportunity to preach and teach your word. I pray that it was with clarity and conviction and that you were pleased and somebody's life would be positively changed by hearing your word. And then, Lord, for those who may be unsaved, anyone who hears me speak these words, if you're unsaved and you want to give your life now to Jesus Christ, please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. I believe you are the son, the risen son of the most high God. I believe that you rose from the grave. I ask you now, Jesus, to be my personal Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved now and you are part of the body of Christ. And again, you are entitled to all the blessings and the uncommon favor and protection that only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. I thank you for spending time with us on this Sunday morning. And we're going to um, ask that we just simply have a, a close, not a closing hymn, but I'm just going to ask you all to close out. I'm going to do the benediction and then we're going to be dismissed. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth and forevermore. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen.